Empty Nexters. What's up? This is Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. This is episode 15. Today's Friday, June 26, 2020. And this is the third installment of my three-part relationship series. And if you missed episodes 13 and 14 on Monday and Wednesday of this week, I actually dedicated the first two episodes of the series to all question and answer. I checked my email, I checked my DMs on Instagram and Twitter, and I compiled a list of the most popular questions I was getting and addressed those in the first two episodes. And so today I want to get into some talk about effective communication in relationships, some common pitfalls that we as humans fall into. And then I also want to provide you some approaches and some tips to help you improve communication with your partner and as a byproduct, hopefully improve your relationship. But first, let's go back a bit and take a question from episode 14 in the official What's Next question and answer. Hey, what's next? Hey, what's next? Okay, Empty Nexters, here is the question from episode 14. Lisa, in today's episode, you talked about healing from an emotionally abusive relationship. I don't think I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, but my boyfriend broke up with me about a month ago, and I feel terrible. I'll have some good days, but then I'm right back to missing him and crying. Do you have any suggestions or advice about getting over a breakup you didn't even see coming? So the first thing I want to say here is I am so unbelievably sorry that this happened to you. Breakups are the worst. And I don't know that there's a lot of great words for me to even tell you right now that um, that this is okay. It's not. And it hurts. And especially when you didn't see it coming. And so, you know, I can tell you that there's really no timeline on grieving a relationship. It's unique to everybody. And you have to remember that you're not just grieving the relationship, but you're grieving the hopes and dreams that you had attached to that relationship. So the future that you saw. So it's kind of a twofold process. Um, It could even be three, considering how that person turned out to be. If they turned out to be somebody that you had no idea who they were, or you thought they were somebody different, you're also grieving the perception of that person that you fell in love with. And so Grieving a relationship isn't just about, okay, this relationship ended and I'm sad. It's really about looking at everything you're grieving, hopes and dreams, the perception of who you thought they were. It, it can be confusing. Um, it's sad. It can be, you can be full of anger. And that's what's so hard about a breakup is that like you said, you didn't see it coming. And so to wake up one day and then have your, your whole world changed, it really takes a lot of time of just allowing yourself to be sad and grieve. But then when you feel up to it, taking a look at that relationship and what wasn't working and, you know, trying to make something better in the future. And so it's, it's hard because You've got to give yourself time. But the one thing I would tell you, you said, do I have any tips or suggestions? And the one thing I will tell you is that the one thing you can start doing today is investing in yourself. Do things to take care of yourself. You're going to get the greatest return on that investment. Do things to take care of yourself. Remember, this says way more about the other person and what they could give or couldn't give than it does you. This doesn't 
I don't want this to affect your self-worth. And a lot of times that's what breakups do. We start to think, well, why wasn't I enough? And why don't they want me? And that's a really natural conclusion to come to, but it's typically the wrong one. Because if you're holding on to somebody who doesn't want to be with you, number one, you're not opening yourself up to find the person who does. But number two, you're not choosing you. You deserve and are worthy of being with somebody that can choose you and wants to do that. And so remember, remember your worth, remember your value, and open yourself up to somebody who can appreciate that. Take care of yourself, cry when you need to, and don't put pressure on yourself to put a timeline on things. But I will tell you, you, you start to feel a little bit better when you can take your power back and say, wait a minute. I'm worthy of so much more than this person can give. What can I do today to take care of myself? What can I do today to cry if I need to or grieve and then move forward? Be really in touch with how you're feeling and don't try to deny yourself that. And again, I'm so sorry you're going through this. It's, I've been there um, and it's terrible. And everything you thought you knew suddenly changes and that doesn't feel good, but you have an opportunity to invest in you. And one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, you can do this. Remember your worth. Okay, guys, if you've got questions, I want you to email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. Send me your DMs. Look for show topics there. Um, I want to know what you're struggling with, what you would like support with, and this show is for you. And so send me what you're struggling with, and I just might make a show topic out of it. Okay, guys, moving on. Episode 15, let's talk communication. Um, It's freaking hard, right? Um, Communicating is just as hard as understanding. So finding the right words to say what you want to say can be just as hard as actually understanding what it is your person's trying to tell you. So there's a lot of barriers to understanding each other. And the first thing I want to start with is a reminder that Relationships are not 50-50. They are 100-100. That means that each person is responsible for themselves. Each person is responsible for knowing what they need. And each person is responsible to bringing that somewhat best version of themselves to the table and communicating that. You can't communicate alone. So if you have a partner that's not communicating or not in touch with what they need, and they're relying on you to tell them, that is a recipe for disaster. You need to be with somebody that can be responsible for themselves and come to the table and communicate that. Any relationship that you're in, um, you know, if that could be ruined or you're afraid of it ending by having a discussion and communicating about your needs or feelings or expectations for a relationship, if you're afraid that that conversation could make that relationship end, I'm going to tell you what I know for sure. That relationship is not sustainable or stable enough from the start. You've got to find somebody and invest in somebody that's willing to have tough conversations. I always tell my private practice patients, you don't marry who you love, you marry who you grow with. And as we navigate this thing called life, there's a lot of different phases and a lot of different changes. And when you hear about people growing apart, that happens. Absolutely. Lives change and things change. But at the very core of this, 
You know, you've got to be willing to grow with each other and hear each other and to, and support each other. And to do that, that takes two people doing that. That takes two people responsible for themselves. And if you're sitting listening to this and saying, I really want to have this discussion, but I'm afraid of their reaction or what if they leave? I want you to ask yourself a couple of things. One, is that a real fear? If that's a, if that's a real fear because they don't respond well to you communicating, that relationship is not sustainable. And I can't be any more clear about that. The second thing I want you to ask yourself is, are you bringing your own wounds into this relationship and not giving your partner enough credit? So did you grow up in a house where it was sort of taboo to communicate or be in touch with your feelings and you're bringing that into your adult relationships and you're just afraid that they'll leave because that's what you're used to from childhood or past relationships, you've got to be really well aware of your baggage and be responsible for what you're doing to make sure it's not affecting your relationship. And so if you've got somebody willing to listen, I want you to push through that discomfort and have these conversations. Make sure you're giving your partners enough credit as well and and you're trusting them with your feelings and your needs. So communicating how you feel and what you need is imperative. And to do that, you actually have to know what that is. So I always recommend sitting down and making a list. What are your non-negotiables? What's important to you in a relationship? What's important to you in a person? What feels good? What doesn't? You will never know what you need in a relationship if you don't actually sit down and think about it and also own it and know that it's okay for you to have wants and needs. Um, you If you can't talk to your person about those things, if they have a bad reaction or they say that doesn't matter or that's stupid, I want you to check in and ask yourself why you're even with that person. Your partner may not be able to meet every one of your needs, but they should never tell you that something is stupid or not valuable. That's unacceptable. And that's what makes you you. And so, which brings me to my next point is that I think it's really important to drop the expectation in relationships that our partner should be able to meet all of our needs. And when I say that, I want you to think about it this way. Do you really think in this entire world that there's only one person on it that can meet all of your needs. That's how silly it sounds for me when I hear couples come in and say, well, they can't meet this need or they're not willing to do this. I think that we've become a society where we feel like we'll find the one or that one person that can meet or do everything. And I think that's a lot of pressure and a really big expectation to put on a relationship because it actually starts you down a road of codependence. Well, this is the only person that can meet my need. And if you have a need or a feeling that your partner just can't meet or they've tried and it doesn't feel good, you know, I think you have an opportunity to either self-nurture or explore and and say, hey, do I have a friend group that can support this? Do I have a friend group I could do this with? Um, and a lot of times in relationships, we tend to get really excited with new ones and we we stray a, a bit from the friend group. And part of that's natural. But you've got to make sure that you're nurturing relationships outside of your romantic relationship and drop the expectation that this person should be your absolute everything. And and here's a good tip that I, I like to tell people. And this usually makes sense. And so you've got to ask yourself, which needs do you want them to meet 
and which ones do you want them to support? So support meaning the opportunity for you to self-nurture or have time with friends or, you know, explore something you're passionate about, passionate about, they can support that need. So for example, I love to write and podcast and um, that's what makes me happy outside of private practice. I wouldn't expect my boyfriend to sit down and write with me or to sit down next to me as I podcast or write. It's something that I'm exploring on my own. He supports it and that feels really good and I'm so thankful that he does because that that feels awesome to have somebody in your corner, but I don't need him to meet that need for me. So start asking yourself, which needs can I self-nurture and meet on my own and ask my partner to support? And which needs do I want them to meet? And, you know, the next thing I think that's so important to understand, you've got to understand actually how your person communicates. We all communicate really differently, which can lead to a lot of arguments if you're just misinterpreting or not understanding each other. So rather than being conclusive, I want you to be curious. Don't make a conclusion about what your person wants or what you think they're saying. I want you to be curious and ask questions and learn how they communicate. So maybe they need space before having a big discussion, or maybe they go inward to reflect and then they come back to you later. What's important is that any discussion you guys have feels resolved on both ends. And so if they go inward and shut down and then it's never addressed again, that's not healthy communication. But if part of their process is to go inward and reflect and then come back to you and say, I'm ready to talk about this, that could just be part of their process. And so figuring out how each other communicates is actually part of growth. And what I said earlier, and I mean it, you don't marry who you love, you marry who you grow with. And so understanding that if that's part of their process, you'll understand that if you ask questions, you're both responsible for what you need. So for example, you could say, you could ask the question, I've noticed you get really quiet when we have tough discussions. Are, do you need time to think, space to think, or are you uncomfortable with the discussion? Would be an appropriate question. And if your partner is responsible for themselves as well and understands what they need, they might respond with something like, I just need a few minutes to reflect and I need a few minutes to talk and then I'll let you know when I'm ready to come back to the table. So you're curious, not conclusive, because if you were conclusive in that situation, you might say, my partner just shuts down anytime we talk about something difficult and then it's never resolved. But allowing them the opportunity to understand the process and let you know what their process is. I think you have a real big opportunity for growth. So curious, not conclusive, guys. And the last thing I want to talk about when we talk about communicating in relationships is a big one, and it's really important. A lot of times people talk about topics, and what I want you to be thinking about is talking about the issues. So topics versus issues. So a topic is like a surface level subject and it causes a lot of fights over silly things. I mean, to the point where I think most of us even think, can, are we actually fighting about this? That's usually a topic. And how I like to describe that is if you think of a folder from school where you put all your homework and schoolwork and notes, the topic is what you write on the outside, history. The The issue or the, the meat of it is everything that goes inside. And so 
The issue is what's inside of you or what's underlying that a lot of people don't go deep enough to talk about. It's That's what's going to help you grow though. So, which means you're going to have to have tough conversations, which means you're going to have to get to the bottom of what's really bothering you. And so topics versus issues. I'll give you a few examples. So, you know, for example, a topic may be um, somebody gets angry when one of you wants a weekend away with friends. And that person, your partner comes at you and says that, you know, you always want to be with your friends. You never want to be with me. And they start to almost pick a fight. They get really needy. They tell you that you're not willing to prioritize their relationship. They may try to sabotage your weekend. And for the life of you, you can't figure out what the heck's going on. And so um, the issue here and I'm just making this up as I go, but the issue here is probably I have a fear of abandonment and can't differentiate between healthy and unhealthy space. So if you're planning a weekend with your friends and your partner all of a sudden gets really needy or feels like they try to ruin it or sabotage it, I would tell you that's the topic. The issue you know, is probably that they can't differentiate between healthy and unhealthy space. And so they feel like you wanting to spend a weekend with your friends is a direct reflection or insult to them, like you don't want them, which isn't the case. But that's the issue here, right? And so, you know, another um, another example might be somebody leaves the dishes in the sink for a few days and somebody comes home and then watches for those dishes to be done and then they're not and then the next day they're not and so then all of a sudden it's a fight about who's going to do the dishes and and they're picking 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 and they always pick that's a topic right that's a topic the issue really isn't the dishes probably the issue is probably a question in your partner's mind about are you invested in this partnership are you going to be responsible for helping me around the house? Um, you can't even do the dishes. And so, you know, there's there's typically always something under the silly fights that's an issue. So what I want you know, the takeaway here is that when you're communicating, I want you being self-aware about, okay, am I addressing a topic or is there a bigger issue here that feels uncomfortable to discuss? But I'm going to have to push through and discuss that because that's how we grow. That's how we resolve stuff. If you spend your time just talking about topics, it's not probably going to lead to a sustainable relationship. At some point, somebody's going to wake up and say, there's not a lot to this relationship. Because if you just spend your time talking about topics, you're usually angry, you're nitpicking. Um, It doesn't feel good. But if you take the time to actually dive below that stuff and say, what's the issue? Yep, it may be scary to talk about. Yep, it may be uncomfortable, but my relationship's worth it and I'm worth it. And if you have the right partner, they're going to be willing to hash this out with you and learn to grow. So I hope that helps, guys. That's healthy communication in relationships in a nutshell. If you've got questions, further questions, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram at What's Next with Lisa or Twitter. I read them all. And so, um, you know, if you've got any questions about today's show or just questions about your relationship in general, send me a message. Let me know. 
Coming up on episode 16, um, I actually found an article that I thought I would turn into a podcast topic, and I think it's really relevant of what's going on in current times, and I think it's an important conversation to have. And the headline of this article actually read, part of it was, only 14% of Americans say that they are very happy. So I want to talk about this concept of happy And I want to talk about how, in my opinion, and what I encourage my patients to do is seek happiness as a byproduct of fulfillment. And there's a big difference. And we'll get into that on episode 16. And I think it's an important conversation to have right now. So I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. And don't forget, it's a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.